Welcome to Warren Radio with your hosts, the Watchman Dana Smith and Tower. Thanks for listening. Greetings in the name of the Lord and welcome to Warren Radio. This is Tower. I'm here with the Watchman and we are glad you joined us. Please send all your prayer requests and correspondence to us through our contact page at warn-usa.com. You can listen to our Warn Radio episodes on warn-usa.com and danaglennsmith.com. Warn Radio is now on the following platforms. Amazon Prime Music and Podcast, Spreaker, Blueberry, iHeartRadio, iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, Google Play Music, Blog Talk Radio, Podcast Addict, CastBox, Google Podcast, Deezer, Spotify, Anchor, and PocketCast. And be sure not to miss the following posts of our in-depth biblical articles and radio shows on DanaGlennSmith.com, What is Truth? and Lord's Lighthouse Keeper. On Dana Glenn Smith, Foundation of God Stands True. A Prophet, the Whore, and Children. Globalist Maneuver to Remove Internet Free Speech. On warn-usa.com, Grace, Faith, Promise, Book of Romans Part 8 on Sound the Shofar. War Redeemer Christian Advocacy Classic at War at Warren Radio. Persecuted True Church Global Advocacy Among Nations of Men episode. Judgment and Vanity, Isaiah's Prophetic Book, Part 81, on Battle Lines at Warren Radio. And you don't want to miss the following WIBR Warren Radio shows from August 30th, 31st, and September 1st. Wednesday's Advocacy Show, Armor of Light, Christian Brotherhood, Humanitarian, Global Persecution, Advocacy at Warren Radio. Thursday's Isaiah series, Heritage of Jacob, Isaiah's Prophetic Book, Part 186 on Battle Lines. And Kingdom War and the Coming King, Two Kingdoms, Part 1 on Sound the Shofar. And be sure to get your copy of The Rising. The Rising is a Christian fiction thriller by the watchman Dana G. Smith. The Rising continues the story of Mac a former black ops sniper, and details the takeover of America. Hidden within the storyline of the rising is the truth of what's happening in America now. And you can get your copy of the rising by going to Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Books a Million, Ingram, and the rising ebook can be found on Google Play. You can also get your copy of The Rising by going to DanaGlennSmith.com 
And while on the site, be sure to sign up for the WIBR Warren Radio Newsletter and visit our Christian Books and Resource Shop. And now I welcome in the Watchman. You're listening to Warren Radio on the WIBR Warren Radio Network. Don't forget to visit our websites at warren-usa.com and danaglinsmith.com. And also follow us on Twitter, find us on Instagram, and join us on LinkedIn. Greetings, Dana. How are you doing tonight? Well, you know, in spite of the election, I'm doing good. Yeah. Greetings, Dana. How are you doing tonight? Well, I'm doing great. How are you doing? Doing great. What's going on? Well, you know, everybody, uh, part of uh, Trump's team is, has already gone before a judge, and it hasn't gone well. It's exactly what most of us expected, because this is... A no-brainer. This is a packed court, a kangaroo court. These are the same people that, uh, you know, when Antifa and BLM did things during all the fires in the early part of Trump's presidency, nobody did anything. They let them go, and and they still have a tendency to let them all go. And uh, you might know it that Trump team, because they found some in. Uh, you know, congruities in the election, which the Democrats deny, but they're mistaken. We know they're mistaken. I know they're mistaken. I don't even have to look at any other evidence because I saw the video of a guy that was uh, showing everybody from, you know, the count room where they was counting everything and him taking ballots and marking them and, you know, taking Trump off and putting in another ballot for uh, yeah. the other candidate. And he Trump. was bragging about it. He said, Trump's not going to win. So we, we know that 2020 was a stolen election. I don't care how many of these knuckle-headed politicians come out, and I don't care what the government thinks, because the government is run by a bunch of dipwits. And uh, the, the Republicans don't stand up for anything, and the Democrats, all they do is plot evil. Uh, so this country is going to, you know, where in a handbasket. And, of course, it lines up perfectly with some of the stuff that we've looked at in Isaiah. Uh, and, you know, that is unjust judges. And even the Lord, uh, unjust judges, and even the Lord did a, you know, a little parable on the unjust judge. So they're out there. So at any rate, we're here beginning to start another portion of Isaiah. Okay. Iniquity, justice, truth finds us in part 187 on battle lines. We have followed Israel into the depths of Isaiah's warnings and promises Also, we know Jeremiah was the prophet on the scene as Judah faced the carrying away to Babylon. Then we saw the final deliverance of Judah and being restored to the land. 
This section brings us to a deep look at the sins which separated them from Jehovah God. The healing balm, however, is the restoration and love which the Lord had, has shown to Israel. This came after 70 years in captivity. We learn of true justice, real iniquity, and the truth behind it all. Many of the lessons and examples apply to the current day. Especially America should learn from this as should the nations of men today. Be warned. Find God's mercy. And now back to you. Thank I'll you. see you on the other side. Okay. Thank you, Tower. We're in part 187. It's hard to believe, but there we are. We're going to be in Isaiah 59. And uh, when we finish this, we'll have uh, six more chapters to go through and we'll be done with Isaiah. Here we see the scales of justice are revealed. In the prophecy before us, we see the sins which retard redemption and they're directly exposed. <clears throat> the reason why redemption is delayed is not that the power of Jehovah has not been sufficient for or that he has not been aware of their desire for it, but that their iniquities have become dividers. That is, they have grown into a party wall between them and their God and their sins. Now that's from Kyle and Delish. And in verse 1 it says, Behold, the Lord's hand is not shortened that it cannot save, neither is ear heavy that it cannot hear. Well, the bottom line of it is, the Lord, you know, hears and he knows what's going on. And, you know, although he hears that, the Lord's hand, you know, is not shortened that he can't save, but he's not going to save at this moment. And it's not that he can't hear, he can hear very well. But there's something else that is going on here. And and I think that's one thing that we need to understand. And, uh, in, and it's real simple. The sins have separated you from your God. And that's what happened in Israel. And today that's what happens with Christians and others who seem to think God will never answer them but then they never take care of the sin in their own camp. And uh, the one thing that we want to do, we want to look at Isaiah 6, 8 through 12. And it, sa and it says, Also I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send, and who will go for us? Then said I, Here am I, send me. This is one of the most famous verses, I think, in Isaiah. This is where Isaiah is answering the call of the Lord. And this is to be going into Judah and tell Judah they're in trouble. And uh, whom shall I send? Who will go for us? Why can't the Lord go? Well, the Lord isn't going to go because the sins have separated them for their God. But he can send someone in his name and here. Isaiah steps up and says, send me. 
So we, you know, when we see this, we look at this as the commission of Isaiah, which he writes down, and he said, Go, tell this people, hear ye indeed, but understand not, and see you indeed, but perceive not. Now, it may not make sense to you with this, but whenever we look at this, tell this people to hear, but don't understand, and to see, but perceive not. And that's a typical verse when we look at, and we can see when the Messiah was in Judah, actually, you know, during the Roman Empire times, and uh, Jerusalem, you know, had their temple there. And... uh, And the Messiah was right there. And they saw him, but they didn't perceive who he was. They knew the prophecies. They were expecting the coming Messiah. But when they saw him, they didn't believe him. They didn't perceive who he was. And when he spoke, they didn't understand what he was talking about. And many times, if you read John especially, you'll find the Lord talking and then the Jews asking (laughs) various questions. You know, where I am going, you cannot come. Well, where's he going to go that we cannot come? And so they reasoned that it was hell because they were Pharisees and everything, they figured that they were going to make it into heaven, you see. And this, whoever it was, was going to go to hell. And so, I mean, you can find this throughout this. It's rather, you know, it's not humorous, but yet when you read this, you, you can see modern man. Because many times they don't understand, they don't see, especially if you're a Christian. And you say, well, the Lord dealt with me this way. And they, well, how did the Lord deal with you? You know, how say you that he spoke to you? You know, what is his voice like? You know, they they don't understand any of this. And this is what it says. Make the heart of this people fat. Make their ears heavy. Shut their eyes. Well, you know, there's one thing, you know, make the heart of this people fat. And the heart. Out of the heart come the issues of life. Make their ears heavy and shut their eyes, lest they see with their eyes, hear with their ears, and understand with their heart, convert and be be healed. Now that's when we say that the children of Israel, you know, as they were in that time in the Roman Empire when the Lord came, this was actually judgment that uh, Isaiah prophesied that they would not, hear they would not understand now there were those that hear that did hear and did understand and that's because they heard the word of the word of the lord and they believed you know these people don't have any belief they didn't have belief and they their righteousness was just obeying the law it's like when you have the guy that was healed and he never walked his whole life. And yet at the pool, you know, the Lord asked him, would you be healed? 
And he says, well, when I try to get into the water when it's stirring, and that's what they were looking for, because that goes back to the beginning when an angel had stirred up the water and someone went in afterwards and he was healed. So now they look for the stirring of the water and then go in and expect to be healed. And uh, he couldn't get in there fast enough, so he had sat there for years and years and years. Finally, the Lord said, uh, wilt thou be healed? And, and and he told him what I just mentioned, and the Lord said, stand up and take up your bed and walk. So he stood up, grabbed the bed, and started walking. He was instantly healed. And so he's met by a bunch of, you know, a Pharisee who said, what are you doing carrying that? You can't carry that bed on the Sabbath. And he says, well, he that made me whole told me to take up my bed and walk. Well, who is it that told you this? And he didn't know because Jesus had gone away. And see, to that Pharisee, now this eventually ends, and the guy finds out who the Lord is, that he's the Messiah, and he believed and he worshipped him. But see, to the Pharisees, it was more important to obey the law than to celebrate the fact that the Lord had made this guy totally healed. And this was part of the problem with the way the Pharisees and the children of Israel represented the law. They forgot the heart of the law, which is love and compassion. Then said I, Lord, how long? Now he's answering, <coughs> how long is he going to go tell this people? And of course, we're, we're talking about Judah here. Uh, the, the tribe... And, of course, during that time, there was a few others represented, but most of, the, most of Israel was totally scattered by this time. And, and so Judah was pretty much there, and, uh, because that was their, that was their tribe. Their, the tribe of Judah was in Jerusalem. <laughs> they had the priests, the, you know, they they had the temple, they had everything. But they still wound up getting in trouble and getting sent into captivity. <clears throat> and I call that comfortable religion, you know, when, when you forget the truth and begin depending on past experiences or whatever. Well, at any rate, this made their trouble. And this is actual judgment here. And then said to I, this is Isaiah, how long? And he said, until the cities. Now this is amazing. How long am I going to be there telling these people? Now see, it says here, here am I and send me. And he would have known what they were like. And also Isaiah was one of those few that weren't like the rest of them. Because the Lord is speaking to him and he heard the Lord. And so the Lord had chosen him because of his heart attitude. And and he knew that this wasn't the ones. You know. And so this is his call. And so make the heart of this people fat. Make their ears heavy. Shut their eyes lest they see. And you know you reach a point where you can't hear anymore. You reach a point, especially if, if you're 
backslid or you're tired and you you, you know you, you, nothing's working for you and everything's you know or you're getting or a ritual there's a lot of reasons why people get this way but he was supposed to tell him and tell him again and tell him again and tell him again and not stop until they're just so sick of hearing it because they never really heard. See? They saw, but did not perceive. They heard, but they did not understand. So they heard it. They saw it. But there was no understanding, no nothing. And all Isaiah would tell him, and he went through a lot of stuff. Isaiah did. And it's the same way Jeremiah did. Jeremiah was sent too. And when Jeremiah was talking to him, they got to the point, well, don't go tell us. Go to your own country. Go, go to your own area and preach to them. Leave us alone. Tell us smooth things, you know, nice things. We don't want to hear it. Go away. Now, if the children of Israel, uh, Judah, had listened to Jeremiah or listened to Isaiah and understood and repented, they'd have never gone 70 years into captivity. On the other hand, by going into activity, uh, captivity, we actually did, have, we do have some of the best prophetic writings because of Daniel and others uh, that came out of there that we use today in prophecy. And uh, also the line of, uh, of Judah and also the line of David fully went through that 70 years of captivity and came out the other side. And that's where the line that Yahshua uh, came from is David and uh, the Davidic line. Then said I, Isaiah said that, then said I, Lord, how long? He answered, Until the cities be wasted without inhabitant, and the houses without man, and the land be utterly desolate. In case you don't know what that is, that's called judgment. They've been removed. They left some, some of the uh, workers to work the fields. They were left some of them to keep the city up. But uh, all of your city officials, you know, your prophets, your, your temple was destroyed. You know, so everything they they really had was gone. And, and that's what he tells them. The houses without a man, there's nobody there. The land is utterly desolate. There's nobody doing anything. And the Lord have removed men far away, and there be a great forsaking in the midst of the land. In other words, there's nobody left. Just what uh, Babylon had determined and and that was it. And so when you talk about, you know, listen up, America. You know, there's a good lesson here. You know, you can't just go do what you want. Now, you may think you can. And because we're in the time of grace, and the Lord is coming back, and the church is getting ready to be raptured, or, you know, there's a lot of different things on that. But at any rate... You know, we don't really take these things serious. Now, see, when when I read this, it tells me America, here, 
but don't understand. See, but don't perceive. Make the heart of American people fat and make their ears heavy and shut their eyes lest they see with their eyes and hear with their ears and understand with their heart, convert and be healed. Well, how long shall I tell America and, and tell them? And he'd be telling them exactly what, what to do, but they won't perceive it. They won't listen to it. See, that's the issue. How long shall I tell America to repent? How long shall I tell them that the Lord's going to judge them? How long am I going to tell them? Well, until the cities of America are wasted without inhabitant and the houses of America without a man and the land known as America is utterly desolate and the Lord has removed men of America and others far away and there's a forsaking in the midst of America and there's nobody there except weeds and a few animals. Now, of course, you say that never happened. But you see, when you read Isaiah, what do you think Isaiah is there for? Do you think it's just for the Jews? These, All of these things in the Old Testament are for us to understand how God deals with nations. And America has tried the patience of God. And they have been perverted and now we're worse today than we have ever been. And you are in danger right now of the judgment, America. And that's the black and white of it. But see, you'll go away, many of you, not believing this. Well, I'm going to be raptured out, or I'm going to be this, or I'm going to be that, and you won't understand. Well, I'm here to tell you there is understanding, and there's understanding in Isaiah. There's understanding in the Old Testament. There's understanding in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, all of which told people to repent. The apostles told people to repent. What part don't you understand? Well, for many people, all of it. They don't understand any of it. They think they do, but they don't. So at any rate, we are following Isaiah 59.1. Now these are some scriptures to help you think about Isaiah 59 and verse 1. Remember, the Lord's hand is not shortened that it cannot save, or his ear is heavy that it cannot hear. But he's not going to deliver you. Why? Because you're not listening. You're not where you need to be. You need to repent. Matthew 13.50 Now this is a fulfillment of Isaiah as well. Various scriptures. Now this is in verse... Um, this is uh, Matthew 13.15 A fulfillment of Isaiah 6.10 For this people's heart is wax gross, their ears are dull of hearing, their eyes have they closed, they have closed, lest at any time they should see with their eyes, and hear with their ears, and should understand with their heart, and should be converted, and I should heal them. This is Matthew thirteen fifteen. Now you see, the Lord told the Jews that were in Jerusalem at the time that he came. 
He told them their house would be left unto them desolate. He told them that the blood of all the generation would fall upon that particular generation. And it did. A lot of Jews died when General Titus went into Jerusalem to call the Jews because of their rebellion. In Isaiah 50 and verse 2, Wherefore when I came was there no man? When I called was there none to answer? Is my hand shortened at all that it cannot redeem? Or have I no power to deliver? Behold, at my rebuke I dry up the sea. I make the rivers a wilderness. Their fish stinketh because there is no water and dieth for thirst. Now you see, Isaiah 50 and verse 2. When I called, there was none to answer. When I called, there was none to answer. Now who, who called? The prophets. God sent the prophets. He rose up early and warned us through his prophets. He warned Israel. Why do you think you got the prophets? Jesus said, O Jerusalem, Jerusalem, thou that stonest the prophets. You want to know what they did with the prophets? He says so. Thou that stonest the prophets. Don't be a prophet because you're going to get stoned or rejected. But in America today, we do have prophets. We do have prophecy. But it's not like the Old Testament prophets, let me tell you. They're a different breed altogether. Why do you think God sends the prophets? Why do, why do you think today now in the new covenant we have preachers that are supposed to be preaching the word? So you'll hear and convert. And by hearing and converting and attuning yourself to the word of God, you align yourself with the blessings of God rather than the, you know, the, the curses. And thus you can live in America and America is safe from judgment because you're where you need to be. Well, we're not where we need to be, folks. And if you can't tell from the screwed up Biden administration and everything they're doing, these people have no intention and, uh, at all of turning to this God. There's some that do. And there are some that are repentant. But America needs to be warned. And so one of the last verses concerning verse uh, verse 1, uh, Hebrews seven twenty four through 27. Now this is talking about the priesthood of Christ. What is it again, Hebrews 24? Hebrews seven twenty four through 27. See, this is why today God made it to where we had a high priest who intercedes for us at the right hand of the Father. Talking of Christ, Hebrews writes in verse 24, 
But this man, meaning Yahshua, Jesus, because he continueth forever, hath an unchangeable priesthood. Wherefore he is able also to save them to the uttermost that come unto God by him, seeing ever liveth to make intercession for them. For such a high priest became us, who is holy. In other words, God became man who is holy and harmless, undefiled, separate from sinners, and made higher than the heavens, who needeth not daily as those high priests to offer up sacrifice, first for his own sins and then for the people's. For this he did once when he offered himself up. Now that's Jesus, Yahshua. He is a priest after the order of Melchizedek, who has no beginning and end. He is not assigned after the flesh like the Levites were. They became part of that ministry because of being a Levite. Christ became that because he is everlasting and he is perfect. And he offered up his own body for all the sins of men. But the high priest in the Old Testament have to, had to offer up sacrifice for his own sins, and then he could work <laughs> for the sins of the people. But see, today through Christ, we are a priest unto God. We are his people. Because we have been brought into the kingdom, because we've been born again by the Spirit. And we have repented. See, there's a difference. But that doesn't change the fact of judgment. Now, ideally, ideally, because we do have a church and we do have a new covenant, we should be all fine and dandy before God. We should have all repented. We should have all kept the faith. But see, we haven't. That's the issue. You don't believe in sin. You believe God will uh, take you without it. I just seen a priest today that uh, misused a particular scripture from God and said his church, you know, well, there's no such thing, you know, as far as... Uh, you can do anything you want to and you're okay before God. No, you can't. You have to repent. Well, in Isaiah 59 and verse 2. Now see, we're, we were talking in verse 1. The Lord's hand is not shortened that it cannot save. Neither is ear as heavy that it cannot hear. He knows what your needs are. He can save you. You know, he can hear. He understands. But if your sins are there, well, this is the problem. Isaiah 59, 2. But your iniquities have separated between you and your God. And your sins have hid his face from you that he will not hear. Even in Christianity today, if you fall away from the faith, 
you're going to find some issues. You've got to repent to get back to the blessings of God. Your iniquities have separated you and your God. Your sins have hid his face from you that he will not hear. Now this was the issue with Judah. You know, now they did sacrifices. They followed a lot of things, but <laughs> they didn't do anything about the iniquities or the sins. And Christian, you need to work on that too. God save you, but you still have to repent of these sins. Now, once you've repented of them and you're not doing it anymore, that's okay. But if you're a Christian and you go out and you live like a sinner, you're going to come up short in the end. For whatsoever a man sows, that shall he reap. If a man sows to the flesh, he will of the flesh reap corruption. That's whether you're a Christian or a non-Christian. You, you, as a Christian, you cannot sow to the flesh. You cannot do these abominable things and expect to find your way into heaven. It's not going to happen. You have to repent. That was the problem with Judah. That's the problem with America and the nations. And some nations will never repent because they think they're fine. They live that way. And there's other religions that don't even believe in Jesus. See, we got a lot of troubles in the world. And that's why this world is going to be faced with more troubles than you can shake a stick at. And you're going to have wars. You're going to have violent wars. Matter of fact, in Revelation it says of Christ that when he comes back, he will destroy those who have destroyed the earth. Because when the Lord comes back, unless he comes back, it also says that there would be no flesh left alive. So it would, behooves him to come back to have someone left alive. And, and it's hard to get a grip around that there's actually humans that want to deliberately destroy you But it's not hard if you live in America to believe that. Because see, we have people like Bill Gates and others who have a lot of money. And Bill Gates have talked about having too many people on the planet. You know, and in the last several years, there's been a lot of talk about saving the planet. I think they're more concerned about the planet than the people on the planet. But their, their way of, of saving the planet is killing all the cows and animals. And their way of saving it is to give you bugs to eat. Their way of saving it is moving everybody into one city so they can control you. That way when the devil comes in as a primary chieftain of this mass of humanity that has rebelled they'll have to take the mark of the beast to live but see we're not there yet that's why you need to repent before that 
That's why you need to take care of your sins today. Now see, if Judah would have done that, it would have been a different story. But it's not a different story. It's a story of a people that knew the blessings of God. They can trace their roots back to where God led them by fire, by a cloud. He was in their midst. He, they had a prophet, one by the name of Abraham, the other by the name of Moses, who knew God personally. They had a gloried pass and a gloried rise, but glory, my friends, isn't going to get you into heaven. It's called repentance that'll get you there. And today that repentance is through Jesus Christ. So let's look at Jeremiah. What does he have to say? 23 through 27. But this people has a revolting and a rebellious heart. They revolted in God. Neither say they in their heart, Let us now fear the Lord our God that giveth rain, both the former and the latter in this season. He reserveth unto us the appointed weeks of the harvest. Your iniquities have turned away these things, and your sins have withholden good things from you. For among my people are found wicked men. They lay wait as he that setteth snares. They set a trap and they catch men. As a cage is full of birds, so are their houses full of deceit. Therefore they have become great and waxen rich. Well, let's see, who in the world is rich? Well, there's a lot of people. But America has always been known as a rich nation. And it was a nation that was respected, a nation that could win wars when they were waged injustice, like World War II to stop Hitler. But when you find out that Hitler in the beginning was supported by certain companies in America and around the world, you begin to understand that Hitler just didn't pop up. There were people there to support him. And America does have a revolting and rebellious heart. Now there are those that say, let us now fear the Lord our God. But we have more of those people that don't believe than ever. More of them that don't count justice as much as God does. Many who do not know the Lord. And there are people who know the Lord and are bringing the message to him to repent. So it's not like we're all going to hell because we do have those who know the Lord and preach his word. But America is like this verse says, as a cage is full of birds, so are their houses full of deceit. Therefore they are become great and waxen rich. Because many people believe. Have a job. Get rich. Have a good retirement. And you have your own health insurance. You have your own life insurance. You have big houses. You have more cars you know what to do with. You don't have any problems with money. You're comfortable with your money, your mammon. 
Well, my friends, America's going to be found wanting, as is the other nations of men. Communism is not going to save China, nor is a dictatorship in North Korea going to save their people. Putin is not going to save Russia, and the list goes on and on. There's only one Messiah for all humanity. His name is Jesus Christ, the Son of Almighty God, the Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end, the Almighty in Revelation 1, and he that comes in Revelation 22 to give to all men according <laughs> as their works are. Proverbs fifteen twenty nine through 33 The Lord is far from the wicked, but he heareth the prayer of the righteous. Do you hear that, righteous? He hears your prayer. Now you should know that. The light of the eyes rejoiceth the heart, and a good report maketh the bones fat. The ear that heareth the reproof of life abideth among the wise. Now the reproof of life is brought to you by the scripture, by the Spirit of God, and the Son of God who died for you. He that refuseth instruction despiseth his own soul, but he that heareth reproof getteth understanding. That's why the wise will hear the word of God and repent. That's why the foolish will not hear, and they will not repent. And in doing so, he despises his own soul. Because of your refusal and your stubbornness, you will lose your own soul just to keep your stubbornness and your ignorance. No, don't give me wisdom. Give me foolishness and stupidity. Let me follow that which is unwise. That's what you're saying. The fear of the Lord is the instruction of wisdom and before honor is humility. Many people like honor before humility. But it's always better to learn humility first and then let God raise you up. The fear of the Lord is the instruction of wisdom, and before honor is humility. Well, that's hard for a nation like America to understand. Deuteronomy 31, 15 through, let's see, I think it's 18, yeah. And the Lord appeared in the tabern in tabernacle in a pillar of a cloud, and a pillar of the cloud stood over the door of the tabernacle. And the Lord said unto Moses, now he's standing there in a pillar of cloud talking to Moses because he had to protect Moses from the glory. Behold, thou shalt sleep with thy fathers, and this people will rise up and go a-whoring after the gods of the strangers of the land whither they go to be among them, and will forsake me and break my covenant which I have made with them. Then my anger shall be kindled against them in that day, and I will forsake them, and I will hide my face from them, and they shall be devoured, and many evils and troubles shall befall them. 
so that they will say in that day, Are not these evils come upon us because our God is not among us? And I will surely hide my face in that day for all the evils which they shall have wrought, and in that they are turned unto other gods. Now that's what happened to Israel, to Judah, and to the northern tribes. Now see, you look at America. You know, and I look at America and we can ask the question, is our God not among us? Well, you see, in Israel's day, we didn't have the Spirit of God living in us. We didn't have the New Covenant. And we have a lot of Christians in this country and a lot of churches. But when you look at all those that don't know the Lord, when you look at all the other gods among the other people in America, when you see what we're doing, we've changed America from a nation that honored God, truly, to a nation that sows to the flesh and works in rebellion and works troubles. We have politicians who are liars and thieves. No, America is not among us. He is in the hearts of believers today because of Jesus Christ. <clears throat> and no other God that may be in this nation that is worshipped by other faiths, there is no other Savior except Jesus Christ, Yahshua HaMashiach. And see, this nation works and the nations of men work, and they don't like Christians running around telling people that there's only one Savior between God and man. And that one is Jesus Christ, Yeshua HaMashiach. There's no other choice, there's no other Savior. So we do have Christians, and while God has judgment on America and other nations, because they're godless, his judgment isn't on Christians if they are following the gospel and have repented and they know him. For they shall be saved. As Isaiah was told, tell the righteous it shall be well with him, for he shall eat the fruits of his doing. Tell the wicked it shall be ill with him, for he shall eat the fruits of his doing. So America, what are your fruits? And do you know the Lord? Ezekiel 39, 21-24 And I will set my glory among the heathen, and all the heathen shall see my judgment that I have executed, and my hand that I have laid upon them. This is upon Israel. So the house of Israel shall know that I am the Lord their God from that day and forward. And the heathen shall know that the house of Israel went into captivity for their iniquity, because they trespassed against me. Therefore hid I my face from them, and gave them into the hand of their enemies. So they all they fell so fell they all by the sword. According to their uncleanness, according to their transgressions, have I done unto them and hid my face from them. 
Now in Hebrews chapter 3, 12 through 19, Take heed, brethren, lest there be in any of you an evil heart of unbelief in departing from the living God. But exhort one another daily while it is called today, lest any of you be hardened through the deceitfulness of sin. For we are made partakers of Christ if we hold the beginning of our confidence steadfast to the end. While it is said today, if you will hear his voice, harden not your hearts as in the provocation. For some, when they had heard, did provoke, howbeit not all that came out of Egypt by Moses. But with whom was he grieved for forty years? Was it not with them that had sinned, whose carcasses fell in the wilderness? And to whom swore he that they should not enter into his rest, but to them that believed not? So we see that they could not enter in because of unbelief. So I say unto you, repent, have faith, and believe in the Lord. Now we're going to stop there. We're going to stop at Isaiah 59 and verse 3. Now see, this layout is really important because this helps you understand. When we talk about judgment you know in both houses of Israel you know many people can misunderstand why they were to walk with the Lord if you're going to have his blessing you got to walk in truth and righteousness that was the problem with Judah the problem with Christians when they get in trouble is when they backslide begin doing things that are not good and they begin getting to experience things that are not good that's because God is withdrawn and he's trying to reach you to get you to repent and turn back away from your sins. But see, we nurture our sins. We make excuses for them. And we don't deal with them. If you want God on your side, you need to seek his face. You need to repent and have a humble heart and come unto him and let him heal you. And he will be with you. For in these end of days we do not fear the judgment of God. But the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And in that beginning of wisdom you find a relationship with the Lord our God. And he will guide your steps. And he will answer your prayers. And he will make a way for you. Father, we thank you for your word today. Bless your word to the hearts, lives, minds, and souls of those who hear whenever they hear this. Father, bless them and keep them. Help them to understand. In Jesus' name. And in Jesus' name, I bind you, Satan, in the powers of darkness from the preaching, teaching, streaming, and receiving of this word. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Okay, Tower. Okay. You know, it would be nice if everybody would repent. I hope those who hear this today take comfort in God's word. That he's on your side and he's moving in your behalf. And he comes, he, he is on time.
Well, one thing about it. God is alive. And he can bring you hope. So seek him today. Yes. And then get in his word and listen. And remember, even the newest believer can resist the devil. And it says in the scripture that he will, the devil will flee far from you. He will flee. So come unto him today. And so we've been covering these with Isaiah. But one thing that, that we learned in all the years we've been doing this is that in judgment there is mercy. And we are in the end of days and there is judgment. But there's coming the final judgment. So with that, you got a little time to say goodbye. Okay. Thank you for joining us whenever you do. It's always a pleasure to have you with us. We're thankful for you. We pray for you. We always hope the best for you in Christ Jesus. Remember to look up for your redemption draws nigh. And God is on our side. We love you. And have a good night. Pray for us and pray for your brethren around the world as we pray for you. Good night, everybody. Don't forget to go by our websites at Warren-USA and Dana Glenn Smith. That's Warren-USA.com and Dana Glenn Smith.com. Read the articles, listen to the shows. This week we're featuring our Revelation series. It's a long series, but there's three posts that are featured prominently on top of Warren-USA.com. And those three posts have all of the shows, so you can listen to them. They're easy to find, so listen to them. Take care, my friends. Be blessed. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May his face shine upon you and give you peace. May he lighten the path so you can follow the truth of the word. Until next time. Shalom, everybody. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Warren Radio.
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.